Hello, good morning. Hope everybody's doing good. Well, doing great this morning. It's a great day to uh, be alive. Uh, I woke up this morning and found myself amongst the living. And uh, me and Angie, we just had a couple of minutes of just uh, celebrating being alive today. And it is each day that we wake up, it's a time of, of celebration and we're going to jump right into God's word today and, and take advantage of the time he has provided. And if you would, if you'll go to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, and that's verses 9 through 16. And when you find that, if you could stand in reverence of, of God in reading his holy word. First Corinthians, second chapter, verses 9 through 16. It reads, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed unto them, hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the Spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, Yet he himself is judged of no man. For who have known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Thank you. And you may, may be seated. And our message today, our thought is, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Let us pray. Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you once again for the opportunity to, to live and to take part of another day. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to preach your holy word. And now, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you uh, be here in our midst. 
Lord, touch our hearts, our souls, and our minds. Holy Spirit, cause me to speak and preach your word, the word from God Almighty. Cause it to be done by the inspiration of you, which is the inspiration of God coming through me. So, Lord, I, I ask that you bless us, lead us, and guide us during this time. Lord, lead me and guide me through this message so that I may inform your people on what they need to know from your holy word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Where do we go from here? Where do I, where do you, where do we go from here? You know, I'm sure it was a shock for, for most of us last week to hear the news that was presented by Scott and the elders concerning the move from this church, this congregation, moving and going to Mount Juliet. Some are not here today, possibly from that news. Some of you may be still in a sense of, of bewilderment, unknowing of what the future may hold concerning your church life. But just know that it is true that if you trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding, he'll show you where to go. He'll show me where to go. He'll show us where to go from here. You know, I just want to pick up from, from last week where Scott had touched upon as we start our message here from Acts, the 16th chapter. And as he shared this with us at the end of the service, it just stuck in, in my mind and and I knew that the Lord was leading me to share this message. Where do we go from here? There in Acts, the 16th chapter, in verse 7, it says, After they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And this is Paul and Timothy. And they, passing by Mysia, came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. And just some things that the Lord shared with, with my heart and, and my mind in this is that the Spirit suffered them not. And this is the same thing. I'm reaffirming what I feel 
that the Spirit led Scott to share with us last week. Because where do we go from here now? It's to be Spirit-led, to be Spirit-inspired, because we've been taught by the Spirit to be guided by His Word in conjunction with God's Holy Spirit. And Scott spoke of this last week, that the Spirit suffered them not to go into Bithynia. We are not to continue any longer here at Two Rivers. And I told, know it's tough for many, but for some it's even tougher. Because I know a lot of you, some of you, you were with Two Rivers years ago over at the other location. And now you came here. And now you're going to travel to Mount Juliet. It's difficult. But Jesus said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Just continue to hold to God's unchanging hand. And God's unchanging hand is leading us in a direction of change. It's time to go into a new direction, to be joined as one at the campus in Mount Juliet. And the vision appeared to Paul in the night, and there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. We are to go and join the campus, the people, the brothers and sisters in Christ at the Mount Juliet location. We are to love our neighbor as ourselves. It says, and help us. God has a mighty work for the fellowship church to do. Help is needed in Mount Juliet. According to the prompting of the Spirit of God, you, me, we are to move and become one with that location and to be, become one within Christ together. Where do we go from here? And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored. Endeavor means to try hard or do something to achieve something, to try hard. It's going to be hard for some of you to leave this place, to leave this building. It's going to be tough, but you can do it with the help of God. Assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Just praying on it, thinking about it. God is calling us. He's calling you. He's calling me. I can only stand here and affirm for myself that he's calling me to go to Mount Juliet. 
As you know, we've just been here a couple of years, Angie and myself, and we've gone back from the Mount Julie campus. We'll go sometimes. We'll come back to Two Rivers. And we were just getting settled in, too. Okay, yeah, we're, we're pretty comfortable at Two Rivers. <laughs> this will be our main hub. But the Lord doesn't want us to be so comfortable. He wants us to come out of our comfort zone. He wants two rivers. Come out of your comfort zone. He knows that you love this place, this building. But we're to be more concerned with a building not made by man's hands. We are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. This is just a building. It cannot contain a mighty God. He told us about that in Isaiah. The 66th chapter, verses 1 and 2. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things have mine hand made. And all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. He's talking about Jesus then. And it's all about Jesus. Let us all look unto the author and finisher of our most holy faith and get ready to move. And as we go to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, there. beginning at the ninth verse. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. In my study, I see that the, the original text, it, it, it relates that him that waits on him. He or she that waits on the Lord is he or she that loves the Lord. God has some things in store for the Fellowship Church. And this relates to us that I have not seen nor ear heard. We haven't even fathomed in our minds what he can do with two combined campuses fully engrossed and interacting with each other on behalf of Christ Jesus. Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Do we love him here today? 
Do I love God with all my heart, soul, and mind? Do you love God with all your heart, soul, and mind? That's an ongoing endeavor in our life. To continually love God more and more. At this juncture in your life and my life, we are to simply pick up and go. Pick up and go. And those that love him, he's calling us to do that. He's calling us to deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow him. Because it's going to take some effort some discomfort, some suffering, but the Lord is telling us by his spirit, deny yourself. Deny yourself from murmuring and bickering and second guessing. Be led by the spirit of God. I'm trusting that the elders have been led by the spirit of God. So let us go in the Spirit. John, the 16th chapter and 13th verse says, How be it, when the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Once again, I say that there are things to come. Being led and guided by the Spirit of God, there are things to come. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Love, mercy, compassion, forgiveness, faith. All of these things the Lord wants to show us in a deeper nature. He wants to show us the deep nature of repentance. Before we get out of here and go to Mount Juliet, the Lord would have us to repent of our sins. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If you die tonight, are you confident that you will be received into the arms of the Lord? Will it be heaven or will it be hell? What is your scriptural proof. Have you confessed the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? If not, you can do it right now. Before we pack up and get out of here, set things right with the Lord. Do we see, really see what's going on in this world? Do we realize that God shut 
his church down with COVID. And now it seems that the church world is just going back to normal. And we see the COVID numbers rise and we see friends and relatives dying. It's by God's grace and mercy that some of you contracted COVID and you're here today to live and talk about it. Oh, his mercy endures forever. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Let us receive the gift of God in its fullness, his grace, his faith that he's put in us, knowing that what he has started in each of us, he will finish. Where do we go from here to be led by the Spirit in all things with your church decision for a church home? There are other issues that's going on in somebody's life today and you don't know which way to go. You're wondering, where do I go from here? Be led by the Spirit of God. And not man, not the natural man, not the flesh. But be led by the Spirit of God. And as we ponder about the thought, do we truly love God? Are we denying ourselves? Are we picking up our cross? Join together and leave no one behind that desires to go because God is calling us into a, a deeper depth of holiness in our individual lives. Collectively, God has inspired me to tell you he's calling us unto holiness. As I've told you before, I don't know how I got here in my own mind. But in my spiritual mind, I know that God sent me to the fellowship. For those of you who don't know my story, I was the pastor of a little church called Grace Fellowship Ministries. And we were in existence 11 years. We're still in existence. Me and my wife still continue this ministry of helps. But we were right across the street from Green Hill Church. And the Lord began to put on my heart that it was time to leave. And I was like, what are the people going to do? It was a small congregation, but what are the people going to do? And it just became such a burden to go. And he put this nauseous feeling on me. And I felt that before, and I knew it was time to go. So I resigned. And then about a week or two after that, I was talking to Angie, and I said, you know, I'm not sure about that. I, we just can't leave the people. I'm, I'm going to think about that. I, we might continue. It was about a day or two later that Daryl Crouch 
who was then the pastor of Green Hill, called me and he said, Tim, your building's on fire. And Daryl has a sense of humor that's just ongoing. <laughs> so I said, stop joking around. He said, no, I'm serious. Your building's on fire. Better get over there. And so I get and the building is engulfed in flames down at the far end. And this building is still not open back to this day. I say all that to say, I learn when God says move, <laughs> it's time to move. From all signs, God is saying move from this place. So let's move. Where do we go from here? We go from here in love, denying ourselves, sacrificing. And we continue down through the scriptures here in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. And we go to verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us. The discernment. Again, the faith, the compassion, love of one another. All these things he freely gives to us. Redemption. Which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Sometimes we just need to be still and let God, the Holy Spirit, teach us. When we read the Bible and meditate on his word, just don't read it. Invite the Holy Spirit to be a part of your reading, your understanding. He will enlighten our minds, our understanding. He'll give us the truth. And we know that the truth shall make you free. That's what the Spirit gives us, freedom. The Spirit of God gives us the freedom to go to the Mount Julia campus or not. Either way, there's liberty in the Lord. But which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is not judged of no man. For who have known the mind? of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. We can't tell the Lord what to do. His ways and his thoughts are much higher than ours. But we can have insight into what he is thinking because we have the mind of Christ. 
Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let's go to Philippians, the second chapter, as we wrap up our message. And we go here seeing and knowing what attitude to have. As we go from here, we see that we are to have the attitude, the mind of Christ. Leaving from here and going there, repent of our past sins. All of us should repent of not loving our neighbor as ourselves. You may not want to admit it, but we're all guilty. Remember, when I point, I point right back at me. That old thumb always comes back at me. So all of us are guilty. So as we move to go there, have a mindset to be a servant. Jesus said, he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. We are to hit the door to serve others at the Mount Juliet campus. Have a mindset to serve. Not waiting for them to serve you, but initiating servanthood toward them. And when they do the same thing, then we learn how to serve others into the community. Telling you we don't know the potential of the combining of these two campuses. God has not revealed us to it yet. To us yet. But it's there. But people have to make the choice. This campus, the Mount Juliet campus, the decision has to be made to love fully and to be used by God. Now, as you're leaving here, you, you're going to need some consolation. We need some comfort. Philippians, the second chapter, first verse, we see that Paul wrote from prison and said this, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. It's a call to unity through humility. The only way for there to be unity within the fellowship church is through humility of the members when they join together. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. The Lord impressed upon my heart and my mind that those who have been here for years and were at the other location that is here, 
and those who are maybe just came here to the Two River campus and don't feel comfortable with driving to Mount Juliet. As I said earlier, we're not to leave them behind. That's something that we have to figure out. As I said, as we leave here, we're to be changed in various ways. There's to be change from the leadership all the way down to the youngest here in this congregation. How are they going to get there? Do we take turns picking them up? Is there a van? Don't leave anyone behind who wants to go. This is just a building. Remember what we talked about earlier from Isaiah 66. That talks about over there in the earlier chapters of Acts when Stephen got to talking about those things, about forget about the temple. He wound up getting stoned. Y'all don't throw no rocks at me now. <laughs> but as we go, we are to go in love. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. God came down from heaven. God incarnate in the likeness of man. He came down. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and became a servant. Paul said, though I be free of all men, I become a servant unto all. You know, when we talk about this term servant, and, and I'm careful when I'm talking to people and saying, I, I'm a servant, I'm a servant, I'm a servant of God. Sometimes I'm talking with people and that's just all that comes out. I'm a servant, I'm a servant. But when we're treated like a servant, how do we act? When somebody treats you like a servant and talks down to you, disrespects you, how do we act? The Bible says we're not to be so easily offended. So let us keep that in our mind. If we say we're a servant, well, let's act like a servant. Expect to be mistreated Expect to be offended, talked down to sometimes, treated ugly sometimes, because you are a servant, and if people know you're a servant, they're going to treat you like one. Where do we go from here? We go from here of, of having the mindset to be served, 
to having the mindset of truly serving others. Not always talking about it, but being about it. Demonstrating love in action and not just in words. And was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. The Lord is humbling this church. I've only been here a couple of years, but many of you have been here several years. It's a humbling experience, I know, to go through this. But when the Lord humbles you, when the Lord takes you down low, he shall lift you up. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Humbled himself and became obedient unto death. So for the rest of our days, we are re-energizing ourselves. As you go from here to reestablish our obedience in the Lord. I don't know about you, but I have to reaffirm myself in the Lord and my obedience to him sometimes. I'm not always obedient. The Lord has impressed upon my heart for us to become obedient. I'm not saying you got to go to Mount Juliet. I'm saying he desires for us to be obedient to his spirit, to his will, to his way, and to his word. It goes beyond just going to Mount Juliet. It's about how we live every day, our lifestyle. Are we living for Jesus? That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let us just keep in mind that Jesus has the preeminence. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Let us pray. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we uh, thank you for this day. Lord, I, I, I thank you for your word that in some parts it was easy to preach, but other parts, it was difficult. But by your Holy Spirit, Lord, you teach us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So now let us take your word, put it deep down in our hearts. Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us. Holy Spirit, individually show us where do we go from here? Collectively, show us where to go from here. 
we cast all our care upon you, God, because we know that you care for us. And we ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.